Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for today as we continue on with favorite Bible verses, famous Bible verses, familiar Bible verses, call it what you want. The bottom line is I want to encourage you all to dig in the word. Here's some Bible verses that you can relate to, make you want to go, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to pick up the word today. Steve Lewis had a Bible verse in there, uh, Judges 6, 11, 16. Let me see what that's all about. He had said something about Gideon. Ooh, you know what? After I finished reading what Steve Lewis said and read, maybe I'll just go ahead and continue reading the entire chapter because it only takes me a couple minutes. And before you know it, you get a little hungry. It's like watching a good movie and the power goes out and you're halfway through it. What are you going to want to do? You're going to be hungry and want to get right back in there and watch the rest of that show as soon as the power comes back on, right? Well, with the word of God, you can dig in. The power is all through this. It will never go out. Ooh, I like that. The power will never go out on the word of God. Amen. The power will never go out on the word of God. So you don't have to worry about outages. You just grab a flashlight and keep reading it. But on a serious note, that's what we're doing. Okay. And once again, remember, we've got the Bible studies. We've got the Bible translations and how to Bible study series between episodes 251 to 253 and 255 to 257. And of course, now we're just going through Bible verses. So I'm going to jump right in. If you have not listened to the first part, I hope you'll go back and do that. But here we go. We're going to jump right in. Thank you for watching and listening. And to all the newcomers, thank you for taking the time out to listen and check the show out. Hope you'll be blessed with what I share with you. So we're going to start off with Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. Very exciting passage of scripture talking about the judges. God chose judges to judge and rule over the Israelites. And this particular guy, powerful. So here we go. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah which belonged to Joash of the clan of Ebiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide grain from the Midianites. So right there, I want to stop that for a second. So wine presses are pretty big, okay? Normally you put the grapes in and you're smashing it down with a big mill or they're walking on it or whatever way they use to smash the grapes. He's hiding because the Midianites... We're going through and killing and destroying, pretty much like the enemy, steal, kill, and destroy. But the Midianites would come in, they would raid the land, they would burn their crops to the ground, or they would just take all their grain. They would rob from them and destroy everything that was left behind. So that's why Gideon was in the wine press, hiding from the Midianites. Okay. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? 
And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Powerful. And that's where I'm stopping on that one, because my hope is that you'll go in and say, okay, I want to know how this happened. How did the guy who was the least of his own entire family and from the weakest clan, the weakest tribe, actually, how was he able to get to the point where he could do what the Lord asked him to do or basically what the Lord told him to do? I want you to read about Gideon. It's really important. And the reason why I shared that is because I wanted to give you a taste of an amazing story. But I also wanted to share the fact that even though Gideon thought of himself as less than, God called him out and saw and called out what he was to become. Remember that God doesn't see us as what we were. He sees us as who we can be at our highest point. He calls us out for greatness. And that's what it was. Gideon was called out for greatness, even though Gideon did not believe he had it in him. And of course, he couldn't do it without the Lord. But the bottom line was God called him out. Mighty man of valor, mighty man, hero. And that's what he became as you go ahead and read that story. But regardless of who you are, okay, it's another little part before I press on with the next verse of passage scripture. But regardless of who you are, I want you to remember this. Gideon said, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. Now, I want you to go and read about Gideon. And if you read about him already, then you know the end result. You also know that no matter who you are, no matter where you stand in the world, you follow Christ, you've got the Holy Spirit within you, you can do amazing things for the kingdom of God. Amen? Okay, pressing on. Let's do Joshua 1, verses 6 through 9. And of course, Joshua, if you read the book of Genesis, you'll find out that you're going to learn a book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. As you get through all those books, you're going to learn about the different things that happened with the forefathers, the beginning, Father Abraham, Moses, and so forth. Well, in there, Moses leads out, of course, God leading them out to the promised land. But they weren't able to cross, but that's something you're going to have to read about if you don't already know about it. But the bottom line is those who were able to cross, Joshua and Caleb, and all the Israelites that weren't older than, I believe, 40 years, were able to cross. So in that, Joshua is one of the main leaders, and God's speaking to him. And here's what he says. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. 
Study this book of instruction continually, meditating on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Powerful passage right there. Of course, this is Old Testament, but we can glean from this. You know, back they had the first five books of Moses, the Pentateuch, like I said before, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, studying the rules and regulations, studying the ways of God, studying the ways of his ancestors, study this book of instruction continually. Well, what can we do about that? Well, what are you talking about, Steve? That was Old Testament. Yeah, but you know what? Guess what? We've got the Pentateuch. We've got the first five books, five books of Moses. We've got 66 books in here. 66 books in here to glean off of. If God told Joshua to focus on the first five books, which is all they had, what more should we be focusing on the 66, right? Think about it. We're going to be blessed when we get into the word. If Joshua is going to be blessed by what he read and for him to be strong and courageous and that the Lord would be with him wherever he went. How much more is the Lord going to be with us wherever we go if we stay in the word, right? Be encouraged in that, folks. That's why I put that passage in there, because I wanted you to be encouraged. I wanted you to focus. And you've heard it said in church before about meditating on the scripture day and night and so forth. You know, it doesn't mean you're sitting there reading your Bible the entire day unless you want to when you have time to. But what it means is getting in the word. Have them on your mind. Put on, you know little music players and play some worship music. I tell most folks, if you can't concentrate and you're just going all over the place, put on some instrumental music, some instrumental Christian music or some meditation music, play that in the background, get that atmosphere going where you can get into the word and focus on the word. Also have a notepad handy because at times you're going to be reading the word of God and you're going to get a nugget from the Holy Spirit. And that's when you can write that nugget down. That's where I get some of my best podcast information from is when I'm studying the word of God and then Holy Spirit will give me a nugget and I'll start writing that down. And then I have to do my homework assignment and due diligence and get in there and say, okay, love, we're going to do one about love. Okay. I got to get first Corinthians 13, four through seven in there and John three sixteen and 17 and then boom, 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 and go from there. But that's what it's all about. As you get into the word, you're going to find out the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. It's going to show you things you've never seen before. You could have read through this Bible 500 times and you're still going to pick it up. And the word is alive. It's amazing. So just want to share that one for you. Okay. Galatians, one of my favorites, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the spirit. Of course, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And if you have Jesus Christ in your life, you ask him into your life. You turn your life over to him, you're going to have the Holy Spirit within you. That means you're going to have the fruit of the Spirit within you because, as it says in Galatians 5, through 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So why am I sharing this one? Because it helps remind me that as a follower of Jesus Christ, if I have the Holy Spirit within me and I'm sharing that I have the Holy Spirit within me and people know I'm a believer, I better be showing people love. 
I better make sure I've got some joy going on, even when them rough times. But as I said before, in those rough times, you pray, you lay that at the Lord's feet and the peace that surpasses all understanding will be on you and you'll have that peace. You know, when you're around others, especially non-believers, you better be showing the patience. You better be showing kindness. You better be showing goodness, faithfulness. Be gentle with others. Show some gentleness and be patient, self-control, right? Don't blow a gasket because you're waiting in a cashier line and there's a 90-year-old who keeps fumbling with their coins and can't get their coins out and you're back there being impatient, right? Showing no kindness, not being good to anyone, not showing anyone love, not giving anyone peace because you're back there just going at it, complaining and and using foul language or whatever it is. Remember, like I've said before, the world is watching you. If you say you're a believer, let people see that in you everywhere you go, right? How do you let people see that? By your fruit. You know, I just thought of the passage that talks about you will know them by their fruit. But in this aspect, you will know them because people will sit back and say, hey, this guy is so full of love, so full of joy, so much peace and patience. He's going through a rough time right now. Yeah, he's having a rough go of it, but he told me he's praying and he's allowing others to pray for him and that he's focusing on the word of God. Ah, yes. He's got some self-control because he could have blew a gasket earlier when he was on the phone with that person that hung up on him, but he didn't. Christ in him, the hope of glory. People will sit back and go, there's something about that guy. Yeah, there's something about that guy. He might not be some educated guru, but he studies the word of God or he is a follower of Jesus Christ. I see how he treats other with love. He shows the fruit of the spirit everywhere he goes. Amen. So that Galatians 5, through 23, make sure you highlight that one in your Bible, print it out, put it in a frame, do whatever you need to do and just allow yourself to get that on you. And I could talk about this for days, but allow yourself to get out of the way pray, Lord, please help me allow the Holy Spirit to show the fruit of the Spirit through me and in me so that others will know who you are and others will be drawn to you. Because at the end of the day, it ain't about Steve Lewis. It's not about relevance for today. It's not about any of these things. It's about Christ, Jesus Christ. It's about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. I'm having a blast. First Peter, we're going to do first Peter verses five and seven. Here's another one that many of you have heard, especially during the pandemic. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Some passages will say cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. So is it easy to do that? Absolutely not. I'm telling you right now, there's times of having anxiety, dealing with the different things, uh, medical, whatever it might be, going to see the doctors. If someone said to you, hey, you got to go to the doctors and get some blood work because something's going on. Boom. Automatically, without you even trying, anxiety is going to come on you. It's just going to be one of those things where you're just like, oh my gosh, you start racing. What's wrong with my blood? What's going on? What's going to happen? You have a little panic attack sometimes, but the anxiety, you get anxious because you don't want anything to be wrong. But he says, in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He loves you. 
He wants to give you the peace you need, the comfort you need. He wants to take that anxiety away. You have to just lay it at his feet and surrender, which is hard. I'm telling you right now from personal experience, it's going to be hard. There's times where you're just like, oh, I can't. Oh, my gosh. I'm starting to have anxiety. I need to sit down somewhere. You know, what are you having it about? What I've learned is, okay, assess the situation. Why are you having anxiety? I don't know. Okay, then go through and figure it out. Oh, wait a minute. I just got a call from the doctor saying something showed up on my test. That's why I'm having some anxiety. Okay, well, how you been feeling? Let's talk through it. You know, be careful. Don't go on Google and start searching. Um, I've got something going on with my blood. What's wrong with me? Bam, your anxiety is going to go to five million. So <laughs> pray, stay focused. Let some trusted individuals know so they can intercede for you in prayer. And you go from there. But cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And sometimes people will use this scripture out of context just to throw it out there at somebody and walk away and leave them. You know, someone will say, man, I'm having anxiety. I don't know what to do. And they'll say, oh, brother, First Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares on him and he'll care for you. Cast all your anxiety on him. He'll care for you. Have a great day. God bless. And they'll walk away and you're still standing there. <sighs> you know what I mean? But you just have to focus. And the cool part is my little saying that I learned in the Air Force, preventive maintenance. That's where you do things before something happens. You know, you prepare things, you fix things before something happens. You pack extra blankets in your car just in case you get into a winter storm and you go, oh, preventive maintenance, I packed blankets. Well, how about preventive maintenance means we get in the word and get this word in us. So when those times comes, it's easier to say, uh, 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 no anxiety today, not today, not today, Satan, not today, like my little sign says, but you just go from there and focus on that. Amen. Okay, the next one we're going to do is John 14, 6, and this is Jesus speaking, and this is another favorite one. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the answer to the, there's many ways to heaven. There's many ways to Father God. No, I'm sorry. As a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, Jesus said out of his own mouth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, period, point blank. How many ways are there to get to the Father, to the creator of the heavens and the earth? How many ways are there to get to God the Father? One, through Jesus Christ. Because remember, God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. One way. That's it. That's the way it is. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said it. Hey, don't argue with Steve Lewis. I'm just telling you what the word of God says. Amen. So that's John 14, 6. A very important straight to the point. Bada boom, bada bing. Okay, let's do Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. This is a really good one. And it's talking about the armor of God, of course. But just before it talks about the armor of God, and I'm just doing Ephesians 6, 12, and I may share the rest of it. But for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, okay? So 
to put it plainly, our struggles, our battles that we're facing are not against human beings, flesh and blood, right? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So there's different realms. I haven't done a full study on all the different realms, all the different dimensions, but there's a spiritual war going on. There's good versus evil going on daily. There's a spiritual war going on daily. There's such things as guardian angels, angels of darkness. There's angels of light because remember, when Satan was kicked out of heaven, a third, if I remember correctly, a third of the angels in heaven went with him. So you had fallen angels come down. Satan can't be in all places at once like God can, but he has fallen angels with him and they're doing damage. All you have to do is just watch the news for a little while and you'll see the prince of this earth in action and all his cronies all his spiritual dark angels or whatever you want to call them out there doing their bidding because they know at the end of the day, the lake of fire is coming. They want to take as many people as they can with them. That's why it's so important to share the good news about Jesus Christ and make disciples. That's why it's so important. So people know what in the world they're supposed to be doing in this world. That's why we need to stay in the word, get in the word and stay there. Just like that song goes, get in the word and stay there. Okay, I'll read that once again. Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. You will know when you come up against a spirit of darkness. My wife and I, we can go a place and we will sense in the atmosphere. You can feel it. Sometimes it'll be so thick. You feel like you can't even breathe and you know, okay, Something's going on in this place. There's a spirit of darkness in here. There's some spiritual darkness in here. We need to get out of here. Or you end up praying for somebody there. And uh, it's a different world. You have no idea. If we could see what's going on in the other dimensions, you would just stay in bed, honestly. That's why getting in the word is so important. That's why putting on the whole armor of God is so important. That's why knowing who Jesus Christ is, knowing about the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to move through you is so very important in this day and age. So remember, when you get ready to get angry at somebody who's already mad and thrashing and throwing and, and acting up, remember, that person was created by God. It's God's creation. God made male and female. Don't get it twisted. Remember. There's spiritual forces working through people on this earth. And I'm not saying this to sound all weird and tinfoily and creepy and crazy, but there really are. And as you, the demoniac and all the different ones in the Bible that you read in the New Testament that Jesus told come out or that, you know, even the seven sons of Sceva, when they were like, in the name of Jesus Christ, we demand you to come out. Well, unfortunately, they <laughs> weren't prayed up and ready and got chased out naked. You can read that in the book of Acts about the seven sons of Sceva. But at the same time, the apostles were going around. They were praying over people. Demonic spirits were coming out of people and so forth. These things are really going on in our world today because of the prince of this earth. So we have to remember that. So be careful when you get out here and you're dealing with flesh and blood. You're dealing with humans.
sometimes remember they may have a spirit in them that's tormenting them and causing them to lash out. Because if that spirit can cause them to lash out and not follow Christ and never go to Christ, the enemy has got somebody else that's going to the lake of fire when that day comes. So remember, you're not fighting against flesh and blood. Pray for those individuals. Pray for the leaders and so forth. It's really important, folks. So that's Ephesians 6.12, and uh, we'll go ahead and do one more. John 16.33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I just finished talking about that, didn't I? In this world, but Jesus is saying this out of his own mouth. So there you go. No surprise now because Jesus said it. He already told the disciples and the people who were listening. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus came, took on the sin of the world on that cross, defeated death, went to be with the Father. Death's been defeated. It's just a matter of time before the end happens. But the bottom line is Jesus came in. He won the battle. He won back the right for man to be right standing with the, with the Heavenly Father. Really important. But he also says in there, <laughs> Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Where are you going to find peace? In Christ. Because in this world, you will have trouble. We are going to face trouble. Well, I mean, we already are. You know, you're finding things. You come to a brick wall, uh, jobs, whatever it may be, losing loved ones and so forth. Yes, these things are going to happen, but we need to take heart because Jesus came to overcome the world. He, The battle's already been won. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. And uh, like I said, I truly hope you're enjoying this as I'm sharing these different Bible verses. I'm hoping that some of you are taking a notepad and writing a few of these down, maybe go back to them later, or as I'm saying them, you're turning to them in your Bible. And uh, it's really important, folks, getting in the Word, knowing who Christ is, knowing who our Heavenly Father is in the Holy Spirit. With that being said, let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for another opportunity to share another part of this series, sharing from the Word of God, your Word. I just pray right now for all my listeners and watchers out there that they'll grow in you, that they'll see the hope in your word, because Jesus is the word, just as your word says, he was there from the beginning. So Lord, I just pray right now for all my listeners and watchers that they'll come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord, but they'll also learn to dig in and get some scripture and they'll get some life scriptures that they can write down, put on their walls mark in their Bibles and so forth and live that Christ-like life that you called us to live. I just thank you so much for all the blessings. We also pray for all those out there that are hurting and suffering, all our brothers and sisters all around the world that are being condemned and tormented and killed. We pray for them all, Lord. We pray for hope for them, guardian angels to wrap their arms around them. We just pray for peace. We pray for your will to be done in all of our lives. And we thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Truly hope you're blessed by what I shared. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Make sure you leave me a rating. Make sure you leave a comment. That way it'll get bumped up to higher heights. 
so that more people will be able to see it when they look for Christian podcasts. Really appreciate. Thank you for all those who have subscribed and are subscribing and are sharing. Don't forget about Spiritual Spotlight Podcast as well, where I share and encourage in five minutes or less from my own personal writings, poems, and the Word of God. Hey, with that being said, love you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.